Cowboy Talk Podcast being recorded from the attic of the North Lake High School shop. I am your host, Max Warfel, and my co-host, Gabe Kegley. Today's special guest is uh, Christopher Herndon, our new history and football and baseball coach uh, at the North Lake School. Uh, and first, we're going to start off with, can you tell us a little bit about your history? So... Uh, you want the long, long history or short history? You want to where I was born, the day I was born? How much do we want here? <laughs> like, how, like, how many ounces how, do you weigh? Yeah, yeah, uh, a couple thousand ounces. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I was born in Salem, lived there for a long time, did a couple different jobs, decided I didn't want to do that. We'll get more into this, how I became a history teacher. I'll go more into that. But, yeah, born in Salem, moved over here a couple years ago, a year and a half ago now, to come work here and... Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for history. It was just grew up, went to college, went here. I'll go more into that when we get to the, the, how I became a history teacher. It's kind of more relevant for that. So, yep. All right then. Well, since you are the new teacher and everything like that stuff, and you're obviously getting more acquainted to this school, it's like that stuff, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're on your what? Second year? Second year here. Yeah, second year. Yep. I'm not the newest teacher anymore. There's two teachers, three teachers newer than me, all right? Yeah. It's like that. Three teachers yeah. newer than me. Not yeah. the rookie anymore. Yeah, yeah you're not the rookie. rookie. You don't no. get bullied anymore by the old ones. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, what, what's something funny or like notable that's happened to you since you worked up here at the school? So, funny, notable, uh, I don't know, just... I've, hey, hey! Before you before you say that, I'll remind you of our conversation we had before we started recording. This is a student podcast, yeah. so it's yeah. rated PG thirteen, yeah. Mister Hernan. Yeah. So when you <laughs> when you tell stories, make sure you keep that in mind. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and make it make the stories as uh, PG thirteen as I can. Yeah, we got to be uh, a little. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I think notable or funny, I don't know. Just it's been a lot of fun coming in here. A lot of fun moments. Um, uh, made friends with a lot of people. Uh, have to listen to Mr. Waldron complain. You know that's a nice way to put it. On uh, Thursdays occasionally, and uh, yeah, so a lot of fun, fun things have happened. I get along with a lot of the students, all the teachers, everybody, um, and I really enjoyed it being out here. Um, a lot of sports moments have been fun working with all the kids, and you know going to games and different stuff like that. That's probably the best best things that have happened. Um, I can't think of any really specific things. If I think of them, I'll bring them up. But just overall, had a good time here so far, and plan on being here a long time. I got, you know, I got 27 more years to beat Mr. Waldron's record out here, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah. Well, mentally, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah stuff like that. Uh, yeah. That's problems. Yeah, that's all right. You know, yeah. you get a rotation through students. You know. Oh, yeah, People definitely. graduate, go away, and you applaud, you know, sometimes, or you cry, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that gets me thinking, who's been here longer? Because I know Miss Inglesby's been here for a long time, too. Yeah, I think he's been the longest. I think I'm the longest tenured teacher at North Lake at this time, at 28 years. Okay. I think yeah. Mrs. Dark is right close to that. And this house? Yeah, she's like 25, a couple. And Miss Inglesby. Yeah. They're all right there, but yeah. Mr. Waldron's, I think, the longest. Yep, just by a little bit. And I can tell you that it, it, 28 years teaching, it's 9 out of 10 days are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if you can get through that one bad day, then, yeah, it's a pretty good job, pretty good career. I, yeah. I think uh, I'm glad Mr. Hearn's here, and I hope he does last 30 years at North Lake. That's the, that's the idea. We'll have to see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's more or less. i got to live this. 30 years first, so that'll be good. We'll get, you know. we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then um, 
This is probably a little bit off track, but thoughts on being on this podcast with us? Uh, I mean, I enjoy podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. I mean, as long as the one thing, you know, the advice type of situation uh, in being on the podcast, I enjoy being, you know, uh, on podcasts. But number one thing, just, just let the conversations roll. And if, you know, if stuff happens, it happens. And, you know, if Mr. Waldron interrupts, you just keep on rolling. You know, yeah. <laughs> when his radio tries to interrupt us, you just keep on rolling. Just conversate with the stories and keep on, keep on yeah. going. Let do yeah. You got to mute your cell phones and and radios when you come up to the podcast studio. You know we are that we are running shop at the same time, so you'll hear a lot of background noise of people down yeah. working in the metal shop. But no, we do the best will, we can. These these sound these sound filters block out a lot of stuff. You'd be yeah. surprised. You're probably good to hear on stuff. I mean, they could probably be grinding. You barely hear it. So yeah, probably. Try to get it to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we tr- we no, try think, to. A I think lot, these I've hard. listened to a couple, and it's it's pretty good. I think for the most part. I think even with some noise going on. And you'd be surprised at how much the the socks do to yeah. absorb the sound and stuff, especially far sound. So yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely agree. <clears throat> well, then, uh, besides what you just said and stuff like that, like any other advice you'd like for us? Nope, no advice. Just like I said, just kind of if something comes up in a conversation and you think it's good, just keep asking, talking about that stuff, and kind of let you know you guys can relate and talk and let yeah. stories go and don't don't try and focus too much on this but you know use it as a guide to move on to next yeah. stuff but i think you guys do a good job of that so far so that's good yeah we're learning as we're going still yeah 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 pretty much. more or less yeah so because like it's it's called an outline for a reason so. it is yeah you don't have to follow it and you can go and you know when you have natural conversation it sounds a lot better i think people like people like listening to it when it's a natural conversation versus you know something that sounds super scripted that's why i didn't write down anything for this i read over it and stuff but i don't want to mm-hmm. sound robotic reading an answer that i yeah. typed out you know what i mean because then it gets really boring and yeah. people don't want to listen to that so not eventful there's no yeah. life to it man <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah you got the idea exactly. um, we're gonna go back onto the topic of you teaching and um so what made you want to become a history teacher well so this is where i'll get into more of my history too and so I was, you know, digging a ditch, middle of a field, about 100 degrees, no shade, you know, have to drink like two gallons of water a day, working for an irrigation company, and I decided that, you know, this is a job, it pays the bills, right, but I was like, anybody can, you know, do this job, doesn't really make a difference, if I quit tomorrow, they're just going to hire someone to replace me, right, I'm like, doesn't really matter, I, I want to make a difference in some way. And I've always thought, you know, I like coaching a lot. And the one of the best ways you can be able to coach is, you know, through teaching. And so, um, you know, if you're here, you're available to, to be able to coach. You know, if I'm not here, it's much more difficult for, you know, to, for people that aren't teachers to come down and coach. And so I thought, well, yeah, and like- I love history. I, I almost, you know, I almost had a minor in history on accident in college. I took a bunch of, so right out of high school, I went to University of Oregon um decided that you know i didn't play any sports there or anything you know everybody likes to joke and like oh you can play football there and it's like no you got to be like nfl caliber if you want to play there but so anyway um went to u of o almost accidentally got a minor in history i took a bunch of history classes just because i was interested in it so then what happened is i right when i graduated i had a degree in journalism which i highly don't recommend It, it does teach you how to podcast does teach you how to uh does teach you how to take pictures teaches you how to take video so i'm good at those things but 
making money kind of is a problem. You know, you got to be able to support yourself, at least pay the bills somewhat, you know. And with that degree, you if you don't want to live in a big city, which I'm not a big city person, you know, I don't yeah. really love going to downtown Portland. Yeah, I don't think anybody uh, out know, here is a big city person. Well, and, and, you know, it's fun to go for a day, but that's it. I don't want to live there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm working journalism, uh, you, you got to live there. And, it, you know, so anyway, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that, and uh, I decided that, you know, uh, so anyway, right after high or college, went to, with my journalism degree, I just needed a job, so I applied, worked at the post office for a while, I was a mail carrier for a year, decided I didn't like that, and I started to think, I was like, well, I could become a teacher, but one of my buddies had a good job at a construction company, irrigation company, and he's like, hey, come work for us, you have at least Monday through Friday, you know, you'll work a lot of overtime, and it'll be a hard job, but you at least get better benefits than the post office, you get better hours, you get paid a little more, I was like, all right, we'll go do that, but I, as, throughout this whole time, I was like, I could end up being a teacher, you know, there's a lot of good parts about being a teacher, and so anyway, um, digging that ditch 100 degrees no what no shade you know putting in you know 12 inch pipe in a farm to run irrigation water through and and i was like you know what this sucks um i don't know that i want to do this i want to kind of do something else but with my journalism degree there's not a lot of opportunity to do some different stuff so i started talking to uh i looked online for some master programs to see if i could get my master's degree and how, how what i need to do to teach and they said well because you have so many history credits uh, you could basically just take one, a couple more history classes, take your teaching uh, test, and then you could become a history teacher. And I said, okay. So um, anyway, I was still working at the irrigation place, though. And fall came, and, and winter started to show up. And they actually, uh, my boss called me in, and he's like, you know, which I love this guy. I'm being sarcastic. I hate him. Uh, the worst person in the world. Anyway, he, he called me, and he goes, he goes, uh, you know, we're going to have to lay you off. And I said, well, what about when I asked you when I applied here, you know, what I'd do in the winter? And you said I'd be guaranteed 40 hours working in the warehouse. And he goes, oh, yeah, we just can't do that right now. I need to save money, whatever. So he's like, I'll lay you off and call call you in the spring to come back and work. And I said, don't call me. And I said, I'm going to go get my master's. I'm going to go teach. Come to find out, that guy got fired for embezzling money from the company. So the money he couldn't pay me, <laughs> money he couldn't pay me, he uh he ended up taking ten thousand dollar bonuses for christmas so all that money that he didn't want to pay me he embezzled that money he got fired so he got screwed so it was great anyway <laughs> that's karma for you anyway so it. i went so i i right then that day um i did two things i filed for unemployment then i called western oregon so i could you know, start getting into the master's program uh at western oregon um i went to shemekada for one term which is a you know, like community college. I took two or three classes there to finish up the history credits I needed. Studied a whole bunch. Took the history exam for the teaching license, which you have to do before you get into the master's program. Went through the whole master's program, you know, um, and then I did my student teaching part of the master's program. Then I subbed a whole bunch after that, and then eventually I decided it was really hard, tough to get a job in Salem. Um, just tons of competition, you know, and and yeah, a and a bunch of bunch of people applying and so i decided you know i'm going to change my strategy and i applied uh started applying for rural schools like out here and i got a job 11 days before the school year last year so 20 would have been 2021 you know fall of 2021 i got hired 11 days came out here never had been out here with you know i literally came out here with a tent 
in the back of my car and i was like i was gonna stay in lapine at my grandma's farm showed up to the farm first night i was gonna come out stay there and then come out to here and sleep in a tent and then i was gonna work out where i was gonna live after that you know and my wife and my house they're in salem you know and my dog so they're in salem but you know it's like three four it's like four hours from here so i was like i'll figure it out so then uh anyway um first day showed up you know i ended up having the farm didn't work out because there was no road i couldn't get my car in there it would have been sketchy i would have got my car stock and first day so i had all my crap in my car first day showed up to school before the students are here you know like literally a week before the students get here and you know setting up my classroom didn't know anything didn't know where anything was show up here you know and i stayed at the hotel in christmas valley the night before because i was like house isn't working out so i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do but it's expensive you can't stay in a hotel every night even cheap like christmas valley so yeah no so i was like i can't even afford to do that so first day showed up mr waldron walks in my room after the first meeting he's like hey where are you staying i was like in the tent (laughs) i don't know i don't know where like you know my house is in salem i can't exactly commute i don't know where i'm staying i was gonna stay at my grandma's farm and i i might have been able to make that work you know but he's like why don't you stay with me you know and and i had planned on buying a trailer so buying a trailer putting in an rv park staying out here for a while and i was like i don't really know so mr waldron walks in and he's like yeah you can't do that you can't do that it's too expensive you know and stay in a hotel or whatever i was like i might stay in a hotel might stay in my grandma's farm i'm not really sure so i stayed with mr waldron and and his wife and you know mrs waldron and and so i stayed with them for a couple weeks but bought a trailer put it on property then i stayed there for the first months and then as circumstances happened my wife actually her job of five years they let her know that your position's ending not sure what's going to happen with that so we just like well all right well we'll just sell the house move out move to lapine so it's we're a lot closer you know it's 54 miles Uh from there to my my house or from my house to school now so it's not too bad and commute and she works in bend and we're happy and so anyway that's how it all happened that's how the history history teacher thing came up hey mr hearn i have a question just good story how, can i ask how old you are when you made the decision to become a teacher okay so i was a uh, when i beca- decided to become a teacher would have been i graduated college in 2015 i gotta do math on this all right i'm old i'm 30 <laughs> years old all right so i gotta figure this out but it was hold on let me figure out 2015 graduated worked for a year at the post office worked for a year at the irrigation place then decided i wanted to become a teacher so i would have been 22 23 24 i would have been about 24 25 years old yeah well i was just gonna make a point i I tell students and i tell my own kids this that you do not have to make decisions on your whole life right out of high school and so i think it's a good example of mr hernan he did a lot of different jobs explored a lot of different careers and he's 30 years old now and kind of getting into the teacher profession so i that would be my advice to students listening is uh don't think you're roped into doing something just because you get a job out of high school yeah outside of high school you can explore careers and a lot of our teachers didn't start teaching until they're in their 40s and 50s mr chastain scott mccord mrs wiseman so you can change you can change your mind isn't it better to have more stuff on your resume when you go yeah 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 and so i would say i would say yeah i think you i think uh, he's right i think you you know it's nice to get that perspective because i i do hear some teachers complain at not just here everywhere right they complain Mm -hmm. about this or that the job like mr waldron said earlier i mean nine out of ten days are good yeah you know i mean if you have any job that nine out of ten days are good as long as you can make it through that bad day and it's not horrible then you're golden 
you know if you can make it through that situation so so having that experience going from 100 degrees i will be glad to sit in my classroom teaching you know in an air-conditioned and heated building you know even on that bad day mm -hmm. you just got to think back to that 100 degree literally digging ditches in the middle of a field with no shade you know and you're you're thankful that you're in the situation you are i mean mr mccord same thing you know when i talked to him he did a lot of physical stuff you know i'm sure it brought up when you guys did the podcast with him yeah you know is that he did a lot of different stuff you're pretty happy to be in a school if you've had that experience if you've only ever taught and you were you know came in from there it's easy to complain about yeah it's a hard job and it is tough mentally but compared to digging a ditch you know, you don't think digging a ditch in 100 degrees out in the field by yourself, you know, is hard mentally. It's tough mentally yeah, no, too it, for different reasons, it's you know. Bad and stuff like so that. that's that's what I'm saying. So I think, you know, I think that you can make a decision when you're 25, like I did, 24, 25. You can make a decision then that you want to do something else, and and you you know that's a lot of years out of high school. You know, I was seven years out of high school. So, I mean, you can make a decision then that you want to do something else. So I said, don't limit yourself. You yeah, know? I get frustrated with some. Not our teachers, but some teachers and the philosophy that students have to make decisions in high school yeah. about what they're going to do for their whole lives. Yeah. And I think that's really ridiculous. Because yeah. yeah. in high school, you don't really have much time to think about your future. You're kind of mostly exactly. focused on doing the schoolwork. Yeah, you, you're focused present. on now. You want to get through it. And, and some days are tough. And, you know, that's how it is. I mean, you know, I, didn't, I did not think for a in a million years, when I was 18 years old and graduating high school, I did not think in a million years that I was going to be a teacher. Like, mm -hmm. no shot. Didn't, wouldn't have guessed it. You know, I thought in high school I took all these business classes. I was going to become a business major in, in college, which I was for two years. But I just decided, you know, I want to run a business someday, but I want to run my own business. I don't want to work in someone else's business. Mm -hmm. I don't need a business degree for that. So I changed to journalism. Terrible choice. But it helped me with some of the stuff to get into teaching. Yeah. So, you know, it ended up working out. But... You know, you just push through and do whatever. As long as you enjoy what you're doing, I think you'll be fine. But don't make that decision when you're 18 years old. And it, it, some people, it does work out. You know, some people, they, they're 18 and they make a decision and they stick with it their whole life. But, you know, there's no point in doing that. Just let it naturally happen. Don't try and force something, you yeah. know. You try and force something, it's probably not going to work. Yeah, life outside of high school is never set in stone. Like that. It's all unpredictable and everything like that. But yet you still have that uncontrolled area where you can actually have some control and actually make a decision on whether or not you like and stuff like that yeah like, like you're probably one of the greatest examples and stuff like that we've had on this podcast right yeah exactly yeah you and like mr mccord so yeah 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 and i think yeah and some teachers are you know lifelong teachers their whole career but i having a couple jobs you know that could have turned into careers before that i knew what those careers were going to end up like right i knew what i was going to do i could have stayed with the post office for 30 years had good retirement had good benefits but i decided that's not what i wanted i wanted to work with people again it was the same thing i just didn't think the job not that it didn't matter it is an important job and some people like hanging out by themselves not talking to people but i didn't like that i wanted to work with people you know and be able to talk to people and help people out you know i you can't do that as being a post office person you know i mean you think you might be able to but it just really doesn't work out that way so yeah you really got you really you really got a better chance of putting an impact on someone's life especially when they're in high school as yeah, a teacher you for sure 
set you can help them figure out their path early on into exactly or just help them get through the day or help them with hard situations you can help them become better people i mean that's all that's all i'm here for you know i want you to learn but i also want to help you become a better person i want to help you you know how to deal with things i want to help you with a bunch of things not just learn about history you know there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it you know but how to build relationships how to be social that's that's all important part of being in school you know it's also all important to be in Yes, exactly. No, if you're, yeah, if you're not good at some of those skills, you know, and you never learned those skills in high school, it's going to be tough being an adult because being an adult, relationships are just as important as anything else, you know? I mean, you, you know, so. There's one complaint that my brother always complains about, about like high school is that they never, they never got you ready to do your taxes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I still get confused about taxes. So don't worry, uh, you know, if you take my economics class, we are going over taxes and going to go over it for probably at least a few days and go show you exactly how to do taxes and what to do. Yes, I'm saved. <laughs> we're going to we're going to teach you how to do that and you know, I think that is an important thing because yeah. that's, you know, that's like we're going to do budgeting for economics and it's called economics and personal finance, right? So we're going to do budgeting, how yeah. to spend your money, how to file your taxes. I'll show you example. We'll actually go through a, a thing that shows you kind of Here's how it basically a simulation of how to do your taxes uh, with fake numbers, but you'll actually do it and enter the stuff and like online services now make it pretty easy, but it's still a process. (laughs) Yeah. TurboTax is great, but you got to figure out, you're still a process. Still got to look at your W2 and you got to look at those forms and you got to enter the right numbers and it pretty much walks you through it. So it's not as hard as you would think, but it's still daunting tasks to an 18 year old who gets a job and not, doesn't know exactly how to do it, you know, which, so that's, that's something I am going to go over. And, and that's another thing I want to prepare you guys to be adults. So. (laughs) Yeah. Well, revolving back to earlier when you said you love working with people and stuff like that, like, we all know that you coach football and you coach base, baseball and stuff yep. like that. What's your favorite part about coaching, though? So is it the kids? Is it the competition? I mean, what is it? So my favorite part about coaching is just working with everybody, working with the kids, going out there every day. You get to build. That's another way. You know, you can make a big change um, in kids' lives just by going out there and joking with them and working with them and helping them improve their skills. So it's just another way of making, you know, making a difference in kids' lives. So. Coaching, I think, is the best possible way to do that because you're not as restricted as as you're not as restricted coaching, uh, you know, as you are in the classroom. You can kind of yeah. do more stuff, and it's in a different format, right? Like, you know, some people don't like reading and answering questions. That's a good way to learn some stuff, but it's you know, it, it's not a good way to necessarily make a difference. Where you make a difference in kid lives is building a relationship, asking you how you're doing, joking around with you, getting you to understand how to build a relationship and how to how to communicate and those skills are just as important as what you're learning and and on the field and stuff that's my favorite part you know i love the competitions and and trying to win and at the end of the day though the win and loss the wins and losses you're never going to remember unless you win the state championship you're not going to remember the wins and losses at the end of the day but you're going to remember your coaches as a player you know i remember all of my coaches you remember all the fun moments you had you can remember being with your teammates and hanging out and having a good time and they'll help you out when you have trouble doing stuff too so that's my favorite part of it is just being there with the kids working and and trying to get things done you know with the kids um the competitions are fun i love to win i'm very competitive but you know I will not try and kill the kids uh, in order to win. I want to push you to win and get better, but 
I really want you to just be just be out there and working towards a goal, a common goal with your teammates, making relationships. And, and yes, we would try and win on the way. But like I said, at the end of the day, I don't remember my exact records of my high school football career. You know, I remember being there in the locker room with my buddies and, and working through stuff with them. And I do remember certain games that were big games, you know, and we played through those, but I, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's that's the most important part is is actually winning yeah. and losing. It's about helping you become a better person and adult. So yeah, it's like that because like I remember when I was we were doing football and stuff like that. Like we always had like a lot of those things like that. Like I swear every practice and stuff like that. Like yeah, we'd have our hard moments and stuff like that with certain things and stuff like that. But it was still a fun environment and yeah. it was still like something that we could actually like like stuff like I remember like talking with you or like co or like um. Barry. Yeah, Barry yeah, and stuff yeah. like that on the sidelines and stuff like that, or like I talk with my teammates and yeah. stuff like that, and we discuss like certain things, like yep. certain things we need to work on, or certain like yep. personal issues or whatever and stuff like yeah, that. It was sure. nice. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things you need to, you know, that that's it's that's the fun part of it, and and yeah, wins and losses are great, and and you know, but being part of that team and just working together, uh, that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm a- I've also heard that um, high school coaches for, like, sports, like football, baseball, and all that, they also really help the students impact their lives and yeah. figure things out, like history teachers and whatnot. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But it helps more in sports and stuff because right. sports is, like, kind of something that all families are kind of focused on for, like, their kids being interactive and stuff. And, right. And they're all, it's always nice to have a coach or someone there to help them figure that kind of stuff yes, out. Yes, definitely. And it definitely helps you grow as a person. You know, if I didn't do sports, I mean, you know, I, I was I was an angry child sometimes, and I got in fights, and, you know, I, I could have ended up in jail, you know, if I didn't do sports and had some of those coaches help me through some of those moments, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be at without doing any of those sports just because, you know, as an angry person, you, you, you know, I had an outlet to go play football. I had an outlet to go play football and, and you know, and, and on there take out my aggression and, and work through some stuff in a legal, you know, good controlled environment where it was productive to, you know, get mad at the opponent and, and be, you know, be really physical. And yeah. that that's a that's a good thing to have, you know, that outlet. You know, it's just you got to do it in the right way. So I, I think sports are very important for growing up and working through some stuff, you know. So we are going to bounce back to uh, uh, history teaching, sure. and now our next question is: Is what is your favorite part of history to teach to the students, and why? Okay, so my favorite part, by far, hands down, World War Two. It's oh, the yeah, most it's interesting. Fun. It's, yeah, it's, World War II it's is the most. Been fun. It's the most interesting. I mean, technology. You know, it just goes off during World War Two. The world completely changes. We drop the atomic bombs on Japan. The world completely changes after that. So, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, so World War II is by far my favorite part to teach. Um, Technology, the world changes after it, and it just makes it, it's a really fun thing. You can talk about a ton of different stuff. I mean, weapons and, you know, different machinery and tanks and bombers and, and, you know, everything changes in in World War II. The world is completely different after world war ii and before world war ii so i love teaching world war ii and that's why just because there's so much stuff to get into and there's so many resources too and i have a connection to world war ii you know my grandpa fought in world war ii and and he you know he got he was a uh, navy um in the navy in world war ii and then he was a marine in korea and so in the korean war and so 
you know, I have a connection to that, and I just like reading about it. And there's, I always teaching about World War II. I always learn new stuff, and I love learning new stuff about that and and trying to expand my knowledge on it. So yeah. that's why. Okay, this okay, Yeah, that that stuff has always been interesting to me and stuff like that. Like always, like it's always like the technical side or anything like that at all and stuff. That's always been just really really cool. So yep. so. Which overall sense and stuff like that, do you, like, opposed to, like, junior high students or anything like that, do you prefer teaching junior high students or high school students when it comes to your, his, with history? I like teaching high school students um, better. Uh, it's not for any reason except for just that you can get more in-depth with high school students as far as the learning. Um, you know, it's just a little higher-level learning stuff. You can get more in-depth with it. Um, I like teaching both, but I would say high school is definitely my favorite one to teach just because, like I said, you can get more in-depth with it. You can, you know, like they're they're more of at the age in high school where you can get more into the details. And, yeah. like, World War II is a bloody war. You know, you got if you yeah. get into those details, I mean, you know, people getting their legs blown off and stuff. I mean, there's there's pretty serious stuff that happens. You know, it's it's easier to go into that stuff with high schoolers and mm. – and um, so I, I, for that reason, I mean, I, I kind of like teaching high school better, but but middle school is okay too. It's just, and I, you know, I, I've definitely my my endorsement for teaching is for middle school and high school. So it's it's one of those things, depends. But I I, I would say high school. So. Yeah, because with middle schoolers and stuff like that, if it, like with high schoolers, you could talk about like all that nitty gritty stuff and everything like that. But like with middle schoolers, you make one mistake aside that, or like referencing some like that stuff, and just turns into an episode of Beavis and Butthead. All you hear is <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I got, I got, that's why I'm really glad I didn't have health in middle school. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's so stuff bad. Oh god, it'd yeah. be so bad. I, I actually I have history for the first time uh, in my high school life uh, this year. Yeah, and health is a lot. It's, it's a lot more decent to be in when you're all high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's Ma like Max, this is the first year more. you've been in history class? No, not history. I meant health. Health. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I have a history class, but I haven't been there. I want to ask yeah. you guys questions. Do you enjoy history this year, Mr. Hernan? Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it and stuff like that. Like, I. I economics, though. Huh? You're in economics. He's yeah. in economics. Well, and, yeah. Uh, well, you, you Okay. 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 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> civics. Civics yeah, no, is a little yeah. more boring. Yeah. It's like, not it's, as fun. Yeah, but like, it, it was so an good. easy class to say that. I do enjoy the economics more than <laughs> stuff like that because yeah. it actually helps me teach with things. Because, like, personally, I sh I tend to struggle with my personal fan finance and everything like that. So this is actually going to be a really big help to me. So personally, yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. I also, I also, I also, like, I have one more question for you and stuff like that. Like, okay. we're going to go a little bit off topic here. Yeah. So, so like, just just relate because we, we know, like, like as you've seen downstairs with, like, Justin's rig and everything like that, there's a lot of people here who are big gearheads, like, huge gearheads and stuff like uh -huh. that. And, like, if you go into your class or anything like that, you have that Ferrari F40, that's your wallpaper that's up front usually yep. and stuff like that. You have motorcycles, cars, and everywhere and stuff like that. Yep. Up, and then your shells and everything like that. Uh -huh. What got you into cars and stuff like that? Because I know you have your truck, too, and stuff like that, and then yeah. you love tinkering around with your cars. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been a car guy. My dad, you know, he owned a automotive shop for 15 years, and, you know, I grew up kind of around cars, and, and I don't know. I, I love the way cars sound. They're very mechanical. Um, it's very fun to be around. Um, the general adrenaline rush of being in a car and, and driving a car is pretty fun sometimes, and dirt bikes and motorcycles are really fun. So I definitely like cars basically because of that and growing up around my dad and that situation and a bunch of his friends. My dad drag raced 
um, and at Woburn Drag Strip with oh, a wow. with a Nova, like a 70, uh, 74 yeah. Nova that he had, and it was you know ran like 12 second quarter miles and high 11s and so it's pretty fast car and and most people don't you know if you watch on youtube and you watch car videos on youtube that doesn't seem that fast but it's still pretty fast though if you're behind the wheel and you're controlling most people well and most people you know realistically have never been in a car that fast and so the adrenaline of doing that and drag racing and that type of stuff and you know at the drag strip it's really fun and that's just it, it's i've always been into it and i like like the way cars look and the mechanics of it and and just like they're they're super interesting for yeah. a bunch of different reasons and, yeah cars are yeah. simpler than humans most of the time yeah, anyways pretty, i'd prefer yeah. to work on a i'd prefer to work with a car that's been like stuck in a field for like 50 years instead hey man, of that that's opposed all, to like yeah. a broke like yeah. some broken person hey that's sometimes. all that's all uh doctors are they're doctors are just people mechanics you know they got to yeah. fix people i mean but it's a lot tougher because it's not exactly exact science, you know, sometimes of how people work. You know, people yeah, are really yeah. complex. Cars, something doesn't work. You go here, you go here, you go here, and you try and figure out yeah, what's working. Straightforward so, instead of that post. Just don't, so like, just don't drive that, that piece of junk like Justin drives right down there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. <Don't. laughs> it's all fun jokes, Justin. It's all fun jokes. <laughs> Yeah, if he listens to this, get at me. I don't, th- yeah, I don't f- think anybody's going to get at you. We're going to fingers crossed that he doesn't. <laughs> um, so we're going to go on to our last three questions and kind sure. of try to make it a little bit sure. quick. Sure. But what is your best advice for kids that struggle? I think the, the best advice for the kids that struggle, I mean, just, just try and find someone or something, a routine you can get into, you know, that helps you get through that day. You know, if you, if you find someone that you can help you get through that stuff, whether that's, you know, relationship or a friend, I mean, just getting through the day sometimes it's a good thing, you know, and and it helps you, it kind of helps smooth out your emotions. You know, if you, you know, if you, if you have a friend or a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, if you're, you know, if it kind of can help you depending on, you know, if you're in a good relationship or if you're in a good you know, friendship, it can help you smooth out your emotions. So on those yeah. bad days, they can help pick you up, mm-hmm. you know, on those good days, it's really good, you know? So, yeah. so that's the thing. Everybody has good and bad days. I have good and bad days. You know, my wife's car broke down this morning and I kind of yelled at blaze a little bit, you know, he walked into my class. I was like, Hey, get out. It's my prep. I'm on my phone. Right. But, but having a good relationship helps smooth out those days mm-hmm. and having yeah. friends, even, you know, like I'm friends with Mr. Waldron and stuff and, and just being able to talk with them and everything, even as an adult helps kind of smooth out those days. The lows aren't as low because you go talk to them about it and then you kind of have a better day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the, that's my number one thing is find somebody and it could be a teacher that you have a good rapport with, you know, or it could be anybody just find somebody or something that helps you kind of make it through the day and helps uh-huh. you, helps you work through those situations because it, if you're happy with that person and you can kind of talk to that person, the main thing is if you can communicate with any person, it'll help you get through those days better. And I think that that's the number one thing, you know, don't try and don't try and do it all yourself and internalize everything. Cause if you do that, you know, you're, you're, you're putting all that mental stress on yourself, you know, not having an outlet anywhere. And it's tough to find an outlet, but I mean, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll sit and listen to kids. If they have a complaint about something, you know, I'll, I'll talk with them about it and stuff like that, because I know that that could be their release of, you know, getting out that stress, you know, talking to me about it. And then also having different perspectives on that can really help because mm-hmm. if you go talk to someone about something they have a different perspective on it they can help you think about it a different way and kind of make it not as bad you know what i mean yeah. so i would so definitely that, say that. and also you can have certain people you like act like a rev limiter and so that way you don't accidentally off yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing yep. yeah that's, that's a good like, thing you don't want to do that <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so uh 
All right, so you're talking about leveling out and everything like that stuff. Like, obviously, you can't just depend on a person and everything like that all the time. So, outside of work, what do you love doing? It's like, that. what's your hobbies? What you do? What you like? Yeah, you know. Um, I collect old Nintendo stuff. That's a big that's, hobby. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. That's a big hobby of mine. I have every Nintendo system, like, pretty much. I think I have every single Nintendo system. NES, Super Nintendo, N64, GameCube uh we and a switch so i have every single generation i have a game boy or i have a game boy color i have a game boy advance a game boy advance sp a nintendo ds a 3ds i collect and i play some of this stuff so that's a big hobby of mine i collect that and i like the hobby because you collect it but you can also play with it right like some collections my wife collects glass figurine stuff and they're cool and she displays them but she can't really play with them you know what i mean or i can i can use mine i have tons of games for all of them i have tons of controllers i have guides i have games so that's that's a big hobby of mine um i don't have a ton of extra time i, I play sports a lot but but or uh, you know and I'll, I'll play some video games with my friends sometimes online um i like to read i like to hang out um i like to do car stuff it just depends on what i'm doing i really like fishing you know when when the fishing weather i love being outdoors so fishing and hunting I love doing those things. So it just kind of depends on the season, but you know, that's, that's, that's a big, big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah. And we got yeah. two more questions okay. and this one's cats or dogs. I dogs, hands down, answer. not close. <laughs> Dude, not dogs. <laughs> I, yeah, you have that big right, so, dog in your So ass I have, I have 105 pound great Pyrenees dogs. Hands Whoa. down. Yeah. And he's a big boy. He's six foot tall. I'm six foot three. He can put, when he stands up on his rear legs, he can put his paws on my shoulder. So he's a big boy. I don't have to worry about hurting him. You know, I can wrestle around with him and not worry oh, about hurting yeah. him. That's why I love him. Um, I, I do like cats too, but I just, I've always been a dog person. The thing with cats is cats are kind of like, leave me alone and dogs. You like to play more and it depends on the cat, but I'm also allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. So that's the Ooh. thing. I'm allergic to cats, not allergic to dogs. And I love dogs anyway. So uh, dogs are my, so my jam. So yeah. I, yeah. I've, I don't really, I've never really had a, been really fond of cats. I only got two cats at home, and they're the only ones I like because one is yeah. the one that we got when we first moved out here. Yeah, and he's old. And <laughs> he old. <laughs> yeah, he looks at you with his eyes like completely closed, but you'll like go to like touch him and hold. Yeah, back his head up and be like, what are you trying to do? Yep. And I've always I've always had the joke to compare cats like cats with water are like demons in holy water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sticking with that because they are yeah. practically demons most of well, yeah. pretty much yeah yep. like that. that's a, that's the main reason why i like dogs so yeah, yeah. good chill. Yeah. well any other questions before we end this podcast no Dave? i think we're good uh, yeah this is a good good podcast pretty fun to be on here and talk about some stuff so yeah. all right yeah keep it going guys all right thank you that's so, all right huge thanks to christopher herndon for taking 30 minutes out of, uh, out of his work day to talk to us up in the attic you've been listening to cowboy talk podcast which can be found on apple podcast spotify google podcast Podbean, and the North Lake FFA Facebook page. Please give us a five-star rating, share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever else you feel like it, and thanks for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Cowboy Talk, out.